This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Five minutes past 12 o'clock. Good afternoon to you. How are you? How is your day? Are you having a good one? Um, is it a bad one? Well, if it is, the moment will pass and hopefully uh, um, only good things will be coming your way. My name is Nikki Seberini and I'm going to be keeping you company for the next hour here on the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights and information and illumination, of course, on 101.9 High FM. Team DL Link are very, very busy getting ready for the Jerusalem Marathon. Um, getting ready to leave for Israel. And of course, we will be keeping you updated. Um, and if you're listening and you're training and you're getting ready, we are right behind you. So we have got another fantastic show lined up for you today. Today, we're going to be shining a light on the youth, on um, children, on young adults who um, have to face um, these illnesses that we talk about on the DL Link show. And we're going to be looking, first of all, we're going to be talking about two um, cancer warriors, um, the one we've already had her parents on the show before, and it's always wonderful to be able to talk about good news within um, such a challenging time. Um, and so we're, we're going to be talking about that, and then we're going to be looking at the psychological impact that this kind of illness has um, on 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 um, young children, and not just their children, on their siblings, and on the rest of the family, and how to deal with it. And then we also going to be looking at then certainly not a sister organization but I've heard Michelle say that they are um, you know an organization that the DL link aspires to be like and that is Zichron Menachem um, it was founded in Israel they look after um, young adults under the age of 25 who have been diagnosed um, with uh, cancer um, also for their parents and for their siblings I'm going to be talking to Eli Seliger who is the chairman of Zichron Menachem UK and just talking about the incredible initiatives. I know that the DR Link visited um, them in uh, Israel when they were doing the Jerusalem Marathon last year. So as I said, we're looking at youth and we're looking at children and we're looking at what you do when you're faced with this kind of a diagnosis. How do you move forward? Um, and I'm really hoping that uh, you're going to walk away with some insightful information. Always the lines are always open. We love to hear from you. Um, you can SMS us on 34519 or WhatsApp us on 0618951019. Now, if you have got a little baby, then this message is for you because Bennett's baby bum cream has just been awarded product of the year 2019 in the baby care category. And we are proud to be associated with Dear Link and value the tremendous work that they do. Bennett's baby bum cream, 300 gram tubs will be on special for just 62.99 at pick and pay store nationwide um, and that offer is going to be running out very shortly a saving of 17 rand per product we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back this is lifelinks with a dl link 
And welcome back. Um, last year sometime we had uh, the family of uh, a young cancer warrior in the studio. Um, Cherise couldn't come into the studio. She was getting ready. They were very busy raising funds to get her off for special proton therapy, which is only available in the U.S. Um, and they have since gone. They have returned. And uh, and there's, there's good news. Of course, there's still so many challenges, but there is good news. So I'd like to welcome Cherise's father, Peter, um, into the studio. You know, when I first walked in today, I saw a very familiar looking person. I kind of looked at him and said, hi, are you here for the show? And then I realized exactly who it was because the last time he was here, he had shaved his head um, and he had done that with his daughter. Um, so together they were walking around um, with no hair and he just looks like a different person. Hi, Peter. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. So this is what you look like with hair on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw my blank expression, hey? Yes, I did, I did. Welcome back. It's great to have you back on the show. It was Thanks. a very different energy. It was a very different interview last time. You by no means, um, you know, out of the woods. You're still very much going through the challenge. Um, but there is good news. But for, for the listeners who never heard the story, let's just talk about Cherise is four years old and she said, such a challenge at such a young age. Um, can you just share with our with our listeners the yes, story, yes. please? Um, so last year, 16th of March, she was three years old by then. Um, she was uh, diagnosed with an undifferentiated soft tissue sarcoma that was very aggressive in her head. Um, the cancer spread into the skull, uh, entering the brain. Um, she had to go chemo. Um, radiation that was you mentioned that we had to do in in the US. Um, it was a big challenge. Because they for wouldn't us. operate on her. No, they, no. They made a decision they couldn't operate. No, on they her. couldn't. So the the thing with the operation was the the basic was ten weeks uh, aggressive chemo, and then they would have followed operation and radiation. Now the operation they would have had to break a um, jawbone open, take a piece of bone from a leg, and plant it in there with a piece of plate, and then every now and then she had to go in for an operation to make it bigger and bigger as right. you grow. Uh-huh. But with the tumor going through the skull, entering the brain, they said it was uh, too much of a, a serious condition. They they, they, was, they couldn't have done do it. And so you went, uh, you had to raise funds because it costs, what, between three hundred and five hundred thousand dollars Yes. So just for the treatment? Just for the treatment. That's uh, excluding all other expenses. So the treatment costs 3.2 million rand just for the proton radiation. Wow. wow. Yeah, we had, Eight weeks when we heard the news to, to gather that money. How did you do that? <laughs> uh, my wife I mean, was, what do you, what do, you do? Uh, you do whatever you can. You do whatever you can. Um, when we heard that news, I just told Angelique, my wife, and said, if we don't get the money, I don't want to sit there and say, I don't do everything in my power that I could have done. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do every, every single thing. So we had a great, excellent support team. And about a week and a half before we had to set off, we had a guardian angel from above um, donating the money to us to give us the chance to go to America. So you didn't have to hesitate because, as you said, an aggressive cancer, you didn't want to wait. You wanted no. to go and get it done. Yes. But you're now trying to raise funds because this donor said that when you get back, you have to continue with the fundraising and, and uh, over time pay Absolutely. it back. Okay, so, so that's what you're busy doing. Yeah, yeah. We're still um, short 1.6 million rand. Okay. 
So we're still busy with fundraisers. Okay, busy with that. Yes. Let's talk about your experience. Let's talk about taking a young Cherise, um, who we saw in videos dancing and singing, always upbeat, um, to another country, a whole different culture. Um, how was that? Sure. We, it was, it was, it was breathtaking. I mean, um, when we got there, we were actually treated like VIPs. Really? We, we stayed over in the, uh, Ronald McDonald House that actually caters for people coming overseas with their children. Ronald McDonald House? Yes, in Baltimore, Maryland. It, it's, they cater for free. Um, you get to stay there. There's volunteers every morning and every evening making breakfast and supper. Um, there's a big room just for kids. It's totally just for kids. Um, they've got lots of toys outside. They've got swings and slides and things to make. To make it a little bit bearable for the kids that, that comes and stays there. That's extraordinary, Peter, that they can be so, um, aware, you know, and, and really cater to children's needs is incredible. Absolutely. How, how fortunate you were to be able to give Cherise that opportunity. How did the treatment go? The treatment went well. Um, it was a total of uh, seven and a half weeks, uh, 32, tre- 32 treatments, Mondays to Fridays. Um, Twice on a weekend, she was in for chemo for three days as well. Sure. Um, the treatment was every morning, 8 o'clock, we were there at the proton center. She got sedated, put out to sleep, went in for a proton radiation, wake up. And when she wakes up... They'd she, have to sedate her every yes, time. Yes, right? every single okay. time, Mondays to Fridays. And when she wakes up Monday to Friday every morning, she was aggressive. Really? Yeah, you know, we sort of got into it and said, okay, we need to do this. She's going to wake up now. Like, how was she? Was she just angry? She and was just angry and cross and sort of disorientated. Oh, and then sure. about an hour, hour and a half after that, she, she got better. And You had to deal with it. She had to deal with it every single day, every Monday single. to Friday. For how long? Two months? Yes, two months, exactly. Wow. And... um Three weeks out of the two months, she had blisters and sores in her mouth where she didn't talk to us. She didn't eat. She didn't oh, drink. Oh. So we had to give her feeding through a feeding tube in the stomach every three hours. We had to put our alarms every three hours. The alarm goes off. We need to give her feeding to pick up her weight. Peter, you know, before we were talking, as I said, Cherie smiling and dancing and laughing. And to have your daughter and see her suffer like that um, must have been very difficult. And to see her then, as you say, wake up all aggressive, that, that you know, that must have been incredibly emotionally challenging. It was, it was. Um, but you sort of learn to deal with it in a matter of ways. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you need to stay strong. You can't cry. Um, you're 24 hours with her. You're a friend. Um, you have to play with her. You have to look after. It, it was emotionally draining, but luckily me and my wife, we have a good understanding of each other. If the one sees the other one is taking strain, we would tell Angelique, you know, you go out, go, just go and relax and do whatever you need to do for how long you ever want to and then come back. And then she will see, I'll take strain again. And she'll tell me, you know what? I'll take over. You just go. Sure. How fortunate Absolutely. to have that, really. So two months later, you returned, you waited. And I think when was it? In December? You, yes. you got the all clear. Yes, and the uh, 14th of December, 6 o'clock in the morning, we got the contact oh, from thank overseas God. saying thank Sharice is cancer-free. Really, what a huge relief that must have been. Yeah. But it's not the end, no. right? You, she has to continue, what, for the next 20 years or so, being monitored? and. Yes, yes. So for the next five months until end of May, she's still receiving maintenance chemo every three weeks mm-hmm. and then one week off. And in every five days, she still have to take a um, chemo pill. That's also um, still the chemo is attacking her fast-growing cells and everything. So she's constantly sick now. Mm. She got an opportunity to go back to school half day, every day. 
Um, but you know, with kids and bugs and viruses and stuff like that, she, you have she to picks be careful. Oh. Yeah, currently, so she's currently at home, um, sick. If she if she's not better by tomorrow, she's going into hospital. Um, yes, for the next twenty years, we still need to take her to eye specialists, um, brain specialists, ears ear specialists, to make sure that everything that needs to grow and needs to develop is still on on course. Um, she has to take an MRI scan again end of March now. Uh, for the next every every third month for the next two years, and then after that it goes every six months, and then every year, and then every carries on like that uh, mm-hmm. for the next twenty years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is ongoing, yes. um, ongoing emotionally and obviously financially. Um, and so, what are you doing for fundraising? So currently, we have um, we're busy organizing a, a golf day again. Um, we're still finalizing everything with that. Um, the next big thing that's up is on the 30th of March, myself and another lady, uh, uh, Charlize, will be jumping out of an airplane, tandem skydiving, to oh. raise funds for, for Charlize. Wow, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that something you've always wanted to do, or is this one of your greatest fears? Uh, I've bungee jumped back in the past, but uh, jumping out of an airplane, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'm a bit shaky, okay. but uh, all, in, all in good faith, all in good faith. And does Charlize know that you're doing that? Uh, I haven't told her yet. Oh, she'll be very excited, I think, <laughs> that you're doing that for her. So, so if people want to get involved, if people want to come along to the golf day, if they want to help in any way, how do they get hold of you, Peter? Um, all our details and everything is on Cherie's little uh, Facebook page. It's Little Fighter Cherie's Nell. All the events, uh, all the banking details, all our contact numbers, everything is on there. Well, we're going to take a break, Peter. So, um, stay with us. Um, I'll, I'll give you those details again in a, in a moment. Stay with us. This is Life Links with a DL link. Yes, this is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination here on 101.9 High FM. Um, the DL Link Show uh, uh, is is really about bringing stories your way. We we have always have um, cancer warriors who share their stories. We bring doctors. We bring um, inspiring people. And uh, that's what we try and fill the show with. Today we're looking at children. And it's... Um, and and it's always sad to talk about children who have these dreaded diseases because it's just not how the world should be. Children should be running around and playing in parks and having fun and laughing. And um, the, re- the reality is that there are many children who can't do that. So. We have, uh, Peter now, we've just been talking to Peter, who's been sharing his story. Um, Cherise, who's four and has just returned from America just a few months ago after receiving proton therapy, um, has the all clear. But by no means is that the end of the road. There's a lot of treatment ahead um, and and really just um, quite an uphill battle. So um, they continue with their fundraising. And if you want to follow their story, Peter's going to be jumping out of an airplane soon. Just go to their Facebook page, Little Fighter Cherise Nell. That's Little Fighter Cherise Nell and see if you can um, make some kind of contribution. We are going to be talking to a, a psychologist a little bit later about that because we haven't really got into that with Peter except that hearing that Cherise would wake up feeling aggressive and 
you know, from from her from after being sedated, and just how do you how do you deal with that? What do you do with a child who's not well, and um, you want to protect them, and you want to make them feel better, and you're feeling bad about it? And how how do you balance that? As I said, we're going to be talking a little bit later to a psychologist about that. Um, we have another story of another cancer warrior. Uh, I have his mom on the line, Juanita Tortpeel. She is the mom of Dylan. Um, Dylan is nine years old and also from a from birth really Dylan has been plagued by so many challenges and I read these stories and I'm I'm filled with so much sadness and um you know that these ongoing battles that continue to happen and and so they people need support they need your support and they need my support and we talk about emotional support and physical support and financial support as well um i've got Juanita on the line Juanita hi thank you so much for joining us hello Nikki. Juanita you know just reading the story of 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 your son Dylan um so he was born Juanita with so many illnesses so many problems yeah, yeah we've had a very rough time and and he he suffers from a very rare cancer called Ewing sarcoma what, what exactly is that it's a sarcoma in his jaw yeah um so we've actually had surgery where they Remove part of his jaw and replace it with his bone. Um, Dylan's had 24, or actually more than 24. I've stopped counting at 24. He had a lot of surgeries. He's had four sets of chemo. Um, he's got a bug on the sex tube that we feed through. Um, it's just been extremely tough. You know, because we don't only have the cancer to look at, we've got Hirschbund disease and he's got. Um, and we've got a lot of other issues on top of that. Juanita, unfortunately, this is such a bad line. Um, um, you know what? I think, I don't know if it's my signal. Okay, well, maybe just move around and I'll ask you. Yes, yeah. better? Oh, that is better. That's much better, Juanita. Let, okay. let, let's just continue. Now, I want to know, I mean, you heard I, I was saying that I'm going to be speaking to a psychologist and there are people listening now and I'm sure filled with so much empathy, um, for you, for Dylan. Um, how, how is he? How is Dylan being nine years old and really his entire life just being faced with all of these challenges? What, what's his mindset? What's his, what are his moods like and how do you deal um, with that? He is, he is very depressed. We've actually just adjusted his depression medication. Um, he has got a lot of outbursts. He's angry. He is sore. But then we also have grey days, days where you would never think that anything's ever been wrong with them. Really? Yeah. So um, I think it's also because obviously I'm always stressed and I'm worried. And financially, I can't even begin to tell you what we've faced. I've sold my car. We've given up everything we could. We've given up literally everything we've had. And um, I think he picks up on the stress all the time. And mm. it's really reached a point where it's so tough for me just to get through the day. And I don't want him to see that all the time. So you work so hard to try and show him that everything is okay. And I'm sure he feels it all and he knows it all. Mm. Does he go to does he go to school? Does he mix with, with young kids his yes, age? Um, we've actually we found an incredible school for him. Um he doesn't go every day. We've tried he just if he 
going for two days, he's just exhausted by the third day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try. Last year, he could only manage two days a week. Some days he managed two. This year, um, he's only missed like one day a week, which has been great. Last week, unfortunately, he's up and popped on his picture, and I had to replace it. And that put us out a couple of days. But, um, yeah, besides from that, he is going to school. He's got a few friends who have just been absolutely incredible with him, you know. So um, that part is great. There's a lot of things, like, if you see kids play on a playground, how they run and play with stuff, students can't really do that because of his academic stomach. So there's a lot of restrictions for him. And I think it does get to him at some stage. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he knows that he's different. Yeah. And and for you, Anita, you with him all the time. You looking after him, you there all the time for him. Yeah, um I I worked in the local pharmacy for fourteen years and I've recently a year ago started working from home because it's just been too hard to take care of him and take him to chemo and to therapy and for surgery and do everything that's needed while working. And um so getting that up and working from home was really tough because um it's, it's hard to still do it all, and it's really hard because I kind of feel like it just doesn't matter what we generate, what type of money he's getting, it's just never enough for him. You know, it's, his medication and his mechanism formula is extremely, extremely high amount. And um, like, I always feel like it doesn't matter what we do, it's just not good enough. Mm. Anita, I wish we could continue talking, but it's really not a good line, and I don't want people to tune out. I want them to rather listen to what you're saying. Um, you know, the, your Should plight, and, and well, no, I, I, I'm, I don't know. You know, it's, it's. I don't think it's your phone. We have problems with our, our lines here in the studio, unfortunately. Um, I, I want to ask you a question, though, Anita, for people who are listening, um, and they're listening to a story of a young nine-year-old boy who has been born. With with so many issues, um, and he's never known what it is, as you said, to run around like all the other kids in the park. And on top of it all, he has this Ewing sarcoma. Um, how can people help you, Juanita? What what kind of assistance do you need? So um, we are desperate for help at the moment. Um, Brent Lindeke from The Good Things Guy helped us to set up a backer buddy account. Um, the backup buddy will then help us to, you know, to use the money. They would buy nappies and formula and pay off some debt and pay hospitals. And if we manage to get enough money in, um, I sold my car for medical bills and to help a friend, we then could buy a very old car, which broke down six months ago. I haven't been able to use it. So we are desperate for the part of the car. We really, I feel that the idea behind Backer Buddy is not to get one person to donate a good amount, but to get everyone to donate 50 or 100 cents towards it. So um, I think you've got our Backer Buddy link. It is Darfur Dylan on Backer Buddy. And if everyone can just read our story there, and if they would open their hearts to us, we would be so grateful. And, but everything's in there, and it tells you where the money would go towards and you know what our goal is. Where do they where do they find the backer buddy? Where do they get the information? Okay, if you go onto backer buddy, is backer buddy a website? In, yes. Okay. And you type in drive for Dylan. Drive for Dylan. Okay. All right. Perfect. And then people can see Dylan's story and take it from there. 
Juanita, thank you so much. As I said, I'm, I'm sorry that it's not a good line. Um, you know, I just, I, 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 on behalf of everyone here, it's, it's such a road. It's such a, it's such a difficult journey that you are all on. We just, we, we, we pray for you and we just wish you strength. And, um, we, we hope that Dylan has good health and, and that he's able to recover and he's able to run around in the park. With other Thank young you. children, Juanita, I, I, I just really wish that for you. I'm, I'm so sorry Thank for you. Thank you, Nikki, and thank you for sharing our story. Thank you. Thanks, Juanita. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, I, I apologize for the poor um, line. It, it is a poor line, and it's just such an awful, awful story of a young little boy who, you know, after he was born, she knew that something was on uh, wrong, and at just three weeks old, he had his first operation. And what did one need to say? He's had 24 operations. He's had four sets of chemotherapy. And he's nine years old and she is battling, battling, battling. And you know, there's so many stories of that. And, um, and then you decide, you know, where, who do you help and where do you give money? And it's, and I think that it's so overwhelming. And if you, if you maybe just divide it up and say five rand here and five rand there and five rand or 10 rand here, 10 rand and 20. And if everyone does it collectively, then people are helped along the way. So just go to that back a buddy, back a buddy. It's a website and just say, Drive for Dylan And there you'll get to hear more about Dylan's story And see if you want to get involved So that is back a buddy um, And that's Drive for Dylan We're going to just pause and play a song um, Just take a break Because it is um, it is quite heavy And it is very sad And, and, and um, yeah, just makes us all rather sad And we're going to be talking to a psychologist on the other side If uh, you'd like to SMS us Please do 34519 this is LifeLinks with a DL link. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance for a break that would make it okay. There's always some reason. And it's hard at the end of the day I need some distraction Oh, beautiful release Memories seep through my veins Let me be empty I'll wait less than maybe I'll find some peace
So tied up in a straight line And everywhere you turn There's vultures and thieves at your back This is Lifelinks with a DL Link. 101.9 Chai FM. Um, beautiful, beautiful song here on this Thursday afternoon. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those shows when we talk about children who are ill. It is sad because it's just not how it should be. So Peter, listening to Dylan's story, you know, it's just, there's so much out there and, and taking, um, T- taking Cherise overseas to this hospital where you've got kids from all over the world are coming and they don't, or they're not all there because they've got cancer. Am I right? Yes, yes. No, no, not all of them are there because they've got cancer. And what kind of ages are you looking at? You're looking at babies, still newborn babies, right up oh. till, till teenagers that, that comes there from all over the world, all over, over America. And it's just an amazing hospital. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, the Donald, the Ronald Donald, uh, Ronald McDonald House in Baltimore. They they actually a lot of Ronald McDonald House all over America, catering for people at. So hospitals. the Ronald McDonald House is where the families stay. Yes. Whose children are in the actual hospital, so yes. it's right near the hospital. Yes. Okay, yes. and they are amazing. And you say you've got a community of people who are preparing meals, kind of like what the DL Link does, actually. Yes, yes, it yes. really is what the DL Link does. So, um, so, so Cherise must have met so many. Oh. Young kids Absolutely. from all over the world, right? Absolutely. Um, she met this wonderful uh, Mexican girl um, that was paralyzed in a car accident that started walking again there that was there for treatment as well. And they she started just, walking there? Yes, yes. Oh, that must have been and amazing to they, witness. They just became the best of friends. It Aww. was it was unbelievable. Oh. You know, when those two um, came together, when Cherise came from hospital and then after a while she came from hospital as well, they just started playing and laughing and running and playing hide and seek and it, it was just the best, best things keeping the kids' minds off what's actually going on. Mm. Are they in touch though? I mean, to get together and connect and enjoy one another and then yes. and thank God for Skype. Absolutely. Thanks God for <laughs> Skype and WhatsApp. Um, there was another, another, I mean, there's people over the world, people from Ireland, people from Turkey, um, with all different conditions and the kids just makes friends. That's that's what they do. Kids makes friends and they play. And and um, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll travel a little bit later and stay over, and it can lead to a whole future of of wonderful connections. Absolutely, definitely. We, we can only hope. We're going to be going. We're going to be crossing over to the psychologist soon. Do we have the psychologist on the line? Not yet. We have him, but maybe you can tell me. Do, did you have there at the the facility? Were there social workers? Were there psychologists? Were there groups um, to support family and and for the young kids, the patients? Yes, yes, there is. Um it's free of charge. You can always ask for it. Um, they've got families coming into Ronald McDonald House that went through sort of the same situations that you went through. That you, if you want to talk to them, they are available. It's all friendly. The awareness services is just so much better. Than Did you make use of that, Peter? Me and Angelix tried, didn't really make use of it. Why um, not? We had other things on mind. We 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 focused only on trees. That's that's the thing. We. We didn't have time to, to do anything else. Um, so how do you process how you're feeling? Do you? Do you talk about it? 
with Angelique. I mean, do the two of you yes. cry together, get angry <laughs> together? Do you, how do you get it out? Sometimes, sometimes you, you cry together and get angry together. But like I said, when we saw each other is getting frustrated and it's getting too much, we let him go. I used to just go away, sit alone and think of things, maybe cry alone a little bit, just get out where I need to get out and just carry on. But there wasn't, there wasn't much time for that. We had one thing to focus on and that's getting Sharice cured. Peter, thank you very much for joining us It's been wonderful having you on the show It's been wonderful that you've brought the good news That Cherise is clear um, And we just, yeah May she go, may, may she grow from strength to strength to strength to strength. Absolutely. And, uh, I, I hope that you get a great response to all of your fundraising, that you're able to continue, um, to fund all of this, uh, treatment, expensive treatment. And just that the light at the end of this tunnel continues to shine, um, and even brighter for you. So lots of love to you, Cherise, and to Angelique. And thanks for coming onto the show. Thanks for having me. It's all a pleasure. Thank you. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. And uh, we have Dr. Henk Swanepoel, who is a clinical psychologist, um, psychotherapist, and senior lecturer and author. Uh, Dr. Swanepoel, thank you so much for joining us. I do appreciate it. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You know, uh, and, and I'm sure that many of our listeners listening now can uh, will agree with me that when we talk about children and we talk about children suffering and dreaded diseases, it's just so wrong. You know, it goes against nature. Children are supposed to be healthy and young and vibrant and going into life, um, not not really being ill. And, and to deal with that, I mean, just talking to parents, I find so difficult. Talking about it is so difficult. Um, so I, I really want to... Unpack it if if we can, um, Doctor Swanepoel. The the having young children who are diagnosed with with dreaded illnesses, um, and starting off with parents from the parents' perspective, um, and and you know Peter was just talking about you know it's not about him and it's not about his wife, it's about the daughter and her getting better. And I was saying, well, what do you do with the emotions? What do you do with the anger and the sadness? And what would you say um, um, to that, Doctor Swanepoel? How as a parent do you deal um, with these kind of challenges? Uh, well, that is, I think, a very important topic to talk about because um, one of the first things to realize is that uh, we're talking about a family system that has to adjust to uh, this scenario um, and uh, nothing prepares a family system for that, let alone parents as such. Sure. Um, uh, and uh, the, the important thing from that point of view is to break the system up more or less into parts um, that one can manage. One is the, is the child or the diagnosed child. Um, the other one is the parental system. And the other one is obviously the sibling um, subsystem as well, and all of them comprise of the of the whole old family system in the in the uh, 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 decision in in how to go about in dealing with it um, on basically on two levels. One, obviously on uh, uh, on self education level, where one can um, uh, get more knowledge from literature as to, uh, to as to understanding a condition and uh, understanding what can be expected. But secondly, and more importantly so, is that specific family interaction, family interaction regarding uh, where everybody is and uh, 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 how to, how to uh, assist each other to integrate um, that situation. And that is done by 
dialoguing on the one hand and on the other hand, sharing that emotional experiences of fear, of confusion, um, and uh, uh, just getting to the point where one can understand where each one of that family system is and that empowers the parents then also on what level to address um, the, the, the fears that the members might have. Mm. I can only imagine that people would be feeling so fragile, um, thin-skinned, so to speak, so raw, um, that that people would want to, and I, I'm just projecting this, I'm not saying that this is what it is, would want to continue to smile and pretend that everything's okay because when you're so fragile, one little thing and you feel like you're going to break, you feel like if you do break, that's it. It's a it's a downward spiral. So how do you find that that balance, Doctor? Uh, as you say, yeah. dialoguing, expressing how you're feeling, but not plunging into this dark hole. Yes, yes. yes. Well, literature is actually quite spoken, and um, specifically with a context uh, in the context of children diagnosed with 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 chronic illnesses, is um, it's to follow the principle of universality. Now, universality comes down to the principle and the concept of um, uh, 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 engaging with others who share the same frame of reference that you have, meaning that a parent that is in such a situation to engage with another parent that's also engaged in a similar situation because they share the same frame of reference. And uh, from that point of view, they're fragile and vulnerable Feelings and, and experiences are generalized and they learn actually from, from each other. Um, and it's quite actually an effective therapeutic tool as well. Mm, because they understand it. They understand one another. Um, so yeah. the frustration and the difficulty would lie in having um, family members, maybe uh, siblings, parents, w- 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 not within the nucleus of that particular family, and friends yeah. who don't know how to dialogue, who don't know how to handle it. And that can create a lot of discomfort and tension as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, without a doubt, and, and the, the, the initial challenge is that nobody knows how to broach the topic because it's such a sensitive topic and one doesn't uh, really know uh, where to start. And this is exactly what escalates the fear and the frustration because uh, all, the, all the members feel lost. And if one can acknowledge that either by um, just sitting down and, and dialoguing, as I said in the beginning, or seeking out some professional uh, uh, assistance to, to to guide the family to a point to be more open and comfortable in discussing um, the, the the various options available, how to see treatments, um, pre-treatments, post-treatments. So so it it, it basically has a, must have a point of departure to acknowledge the situation, to see what is the variables at play, and to gradually address one after the other. So, Dr. Sonopal, you're saying that, and, and, and you think that it's important to be dealing with this. So, if your child has been diagnosed, you are involved in treatments, it's taking up all of your time, all of your energy, that is your focus. Are you saying that you do need to deal with the psychological, emotional side in order to maintain some semblance of normality or just to be able to navigate one's way through this? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, without a doubt, yes. Uh, uh, you, you've summarized it quite correctly because, remember, as I said earlier, there's no frame of reference or yeah. uh, point of departure to, to work from. So the normal changes 
and one has to create a new normal to treatments and to the the the, the adverse reactions, um, you know, to treatments and the family's reactions to it. And the point of departure is to 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 re- rely on um, uh, uh, expert inputs, therapeutic inputs. Um, and when I say therapeutic input, specifically from a psychological point of view, because this process that the family, um, uh, together with the patient, together with that young child, is all a very, very intense psychological process. And that psychological process can manifest in various ways, in anxiety, in depression, in aggression, mm. various ways. And uh, that your, your, your psychological professional is then the ideal person just to guide the people uh, or, or the f- family to a point um, and to address whatever is happening in a realistic manner. So, mm. indeed, yes, therapeutic mm. assistance is, is a prerequisite. Mm. Of course, what comes to mind is finances. We've just had two families who the, the treatment that their children have to go for, I mean, it's, 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 it have to undergo is so expensive, um, and yes. they are continually fundraising and, you know, finding people who can help you psychologically, and that is becoming another expense. But there are organizations out there who who do offer their services and as you say you spoke about this universality um where you can find groups other families who can share and i suppose yes. i suppose you wouldn't pay for that i suppose those kind of organizations you, you wouldn't correct. pay for correct that. Yeah, correct yeah especially when it comes to the, the, these these groups uh that that, that that gather informally but also if you uh, um require more formal assistance, one can uh, approach religious organizations. Various religious organizations provide these services for free on the one hand, but do not discard um, public health institutions, specifically hospitals, training hospitals, academic hospitals, have uh, um, psychologists, psychiatrists in training who is available to assist these these families, um, and uh, that, that's specifically what, what they are there for. So the families can also consider the um, public sector for for uh, cost effective treatment. Mm. Dr. Sonopul, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, um, and I, I really just think that the walk away um, and and the the, the 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 strong message here is that it's so important. We're so busy looking at treatment for the children. The b- bigger picture is the adults need support, the siblings need support, yeah. and of course the young child needs support and, and needs as much assistance psychologically as possible. Thank you yes. for that, Dr. Sonopul. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. All the best. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Take care. Dr. Hank Swanepoel, clinical psychologist. Um, yeah, I think a very important message, and when we talk about finances, and we've had two scenarios with the finances being a, a real issue, that that is when you would maybe turn to religion or looking at the public sectors. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to be crossing over to Israel. Stay with us. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. And welcome back to the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. So there is a phenomenal organization in Israel called the Zichron Menachem. Well, it was founded in Israel. Um, and, uh, organization. It is, um, it's an organization that the DL Link aspires to be like. And I know that last year during the Jerusalem Marathon, they went along. They visited there. I also know that the DL Link sends ponytail hair donations for them to make wigs for their warriors and 
what really what it is about is it's um they they look at helping young people under the age of 25 who are living with cancer and not just these youngsters but their parents and siblings and if we think about the two warriors that we spoke about today and and especially Juanita's story and feeling so alone um and you think that we there is the Zichron Menachem organization that we have the deal link here in Johannesburg South Africa we're so lucky and so privileged to be able to have that. It was actually founded um, all the way back in 1990 by Chaim and Miri, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Erin Tell. Um, Now, their oldest child, Menachem, died of leukemia at the age of 15. He had been diagnosed at the age of two. And they soon realized that there were few places that they could actually turn to for support. I mean, we were just talking to the doctor now, and we had this idea of mixing with and interacting with people who are going through the same situation so that you can share your insecurities, your fears, your doubts, etc. And so the Zichron Menachem was created to change this. And they've started in Israel, and they're moving all over. We, we're supposed to be chatting to Lee Seliger, who is the chairman of the Zichron Menachem in the UK, um, and he's been volunteering there since 2002. Incredible, incredible. And now today he's responsible largely for the international input. And apparently they run camps for both parents and kids in the UK. Um, and now I believe they're going to be hosting the parents camp in May. And how it works is 20 couples go along for a period of time and they get to know each other. They spend time together. They share what they're doing, which as I was saying, just, which just talking to the doctor, um, yet again, talking about sharing these ideas and how powerful that must be. It's, it speaks to how incredible that is. So, uh, unfortunately, we can't get hold of Ellie. Um, we're having a problem with the number. I'm really hoping that we can talk to him again. I know that this July they're going to be hosting a children's camp, like 135 children, accompanied by five nurses, four doctors, Two psychologists, a technical team, counselors, totaling some 218 people. And, and what comes to mind, and I'm going to say goodbye, unfortunately, that, you know, we couldn't take Ellie, but what comes to mind is this, that with the challenge um, of a cancer diagnosis, which is such an awful, awful diagnosis, and when it comes to a child, that we have the DL link here in South Africa is unbelievable. That you have the Zichron Menachem um, organization in the UK founded in Israel, and this is what they do is phenomenal. And so I, just as the host of the DL link show, want to just express my gratitude um, to the DL link and for the DL link and the, the work that they do. So I'm going to be ending the show, quite a heavy show. Um, I thank you so much for tuning in. It's it's not easy to listen to these stories. If you are able to help in any way, thank you. If you are going through the same kind of challenge, we are with you um, and just wish you so much strength and and um, please God, good health to you and to those that you love. So for me, Nikki Seberini, until next week, thank you so much and do take care of yourself. Goodbye. This is Lifelinks with a DL link. 